Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Hey, it's Sarah, the host here at the Sacred Remembering Podcast and the creator of Embodied Breath, where I use trauma-informed coaching and healing methodologies to help you live into your full truth so you can be who you desire to be in the world. I believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth first to herself and then maybe to the world changes and even saves her life. At sarahpoet.com, you'll find trauma-sensitive tools, practices, meditations, my TEDx for modern women, an e-course to help you shift from silence into your sacred truth, my blog with more stories, and links to working with me personally in various durations if that's for you. You can schedule a consultation at sarahpoet.com. Everything changes when we align with the truth of who we are, when we own that truth and claim a path of sacred remembering. I believe it is the formula for everything from personal to global change. Thank you for being here and being a part of that change. Now, here's today's guest. Today's guest, Sharon Oaken, is an ever-growing, ever-evolving massage therapist, healer, and certified beliefs life coach. She's here to help women transmute the limited beliefs that they carry in their minds and in their bodies. Sharon has been an empath her entire life, but she says it took her 23 years working as a massage therapist to really begin to awaken her deepest gifts and she joyfully explores as they continue to unfold today. Please enjoy this episode on limiting beliefs, on how we limit our sacred selves until we don't. Also in this episode, Sharon walks us through a little bit of somatic release where you may even experience some healing. I did, and we share on the podcast. Please listen to this episode with open ears and a compassionate heart. We all have limiting beliefs and we can transmute and liberate them. Hi, Sharon. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. It's so good to meet you, and I'm really excited about our topic today about limiting beliefs and how our limiting beliefs limit our sacred selves. It's really a juicy topic. It it definitely is, and I've experienced my own limiting beliefs over many decades. So I have a lot to share on that subject. Thank you so much for being here. So introduce us to you and tell us about what you do. And um, we'll just flow with a little bit of present day story and uh, learning how you got to where you are as a woman today. Okay, sure. Um, So I um, was in corporate America um, in the 90s, and I um, got my bachelor's in marketing, um, and I knew something was missing in my life. Um, I was climbing the corporate ladder, but I felt very lost. And I always sort of in the back of my head knew that I wanted to be a healer, but I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how to manifest that. It was in a time where it wasn't really talked about a lot, you know, women's empowerment. And 
uh, I just didn't really know how to make it happen. But eventually I, I got into a, a rhythm and I found out um, about a massage school near me. And I actually cold turkey quit my job and didn't know how I was going to manage. But mm-hmm. I went to massage school um, in 1997. Um and I got I got licensed in 1998 at the same time as getting pregnant uh, and tried to hold that all together. Um, and I I did I did it. I this is this was so important to me to at the at that time. I wanted to really stand in my truth. I really wanted to help people. Uh, I especially wanted to help women. Um, uh, because I, I, I had this sort of sixth sense that, uh, trauma, I didn't know the word trauma back then. It wasn't discussed, but mm-hmm. I knew that we were holding something in our bodies. Uh, and I wanted to be able to help, especially women to let whatever stress from being, enough or not enough. I wanted to be able to help people, but mostly women to let that go. Um, and so I was juggling it all. I, I started a practice on my own and, uh, I was up until eight, eight months pregnant because I literally had just gotten my license. Uh, I was helping people um, because nobody really wanted to hire me. Uh, So I was doing it on my own and it felt so right for the first time. It really, really felt right. And so uh, I've been this healer for since 98. uh, But then life got in the way and I ended up, having Lyme disease, um, and, but not knowing it was Lyme disease and I was struggling. Um, and I, I knew intuitively that I had to find something in myself to, to figure this all out. And I was, I was kind of lost, but eventually I figured it out. Uh, it actually took me 10 years and I, I did. I figured it out. Um, but along the way, I always tried to still heal others. So even though I couldn't quite figure out how to heal myself, I still didn't walk, want to walk away from trying to heal others. And uh, I even did, uh, you know, started doing energy healing on people. And I didn't realize that I was doing energy healing, but it, 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 at the time, um, you know, when I would put my hands on people and I, sometimes I would close my eyes, I actually would feel, uh, there, I would feel a presence in the room and I didn't understand all of that. So it was just like this jumble of trying to find myself, trying to be empowered, trying to help others, I'm not perfect at it. Uh, I've been, you know, struggling. And then eventually I decided to become a coach um, to sort of be that empowering person to champion women um, on this journey of healing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that story because it just really illustrates how we get one nudge and we follow it and, and we've, we continue to do that and pick up pieces of our gifts along the way. And one of the things that you had written me, um, correct me if my attempt at a quote is incorrect, but I think you said that I was a massage therapist for 23 years before I realized my true gifts. That is Is correct. (laughs) That is totally accurate. (laughs) And I, I just appreciate that so much because you had this, inkling that you were innately a healer, that you wanted to be a healer. And so massage therapy is one of the most widely accepted in our culture, you know, ways to become a healer. And then to recognize that there's this whole 
body of energy that you're working with. And, and you were doing that all along when you were thinking that you were just touching muscles and then you recognize, oh my gosh, there's this other layer and begin to interact with that. And then what else did you realize about your true gifts? Well, um, I had mentioned to you that, you know, uh, that I was living in a world of limiting beliefs. Um, and I needed to, uh, find my voice and help other women to find their voice. Um, and limiting beliefs, um, come in all shapes and sizes. So we come into this world with limit limiting beliefs, uh, from our parents, from our society, from our religions, uh, you name it. I mean, we are, we're like attracting these limiting beliefs and I wanted to be able to help people understand that, okay, why do they keep tripping up? Why, you know, they're, they're going to yoga or they're going to meditation class or they're getting massage from me every week. And they still feel lost and they feel, they still feel like they're struggling every day. And, and so I delve a little bit into limiting beliefs and to try to figure out because of my own limiting beliefs about not being enough. And then, uh, and then I figured out ways to help release those limiting beliefs. Uh, there's a process called body wisdom. Um, and I, I just help people go into their own bodies energetically to see where they're blocked. And of course, if I'm doing this for others, I have to do it for myself, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, because I have a lot of blocks and I have, I've had a lot of healing struggles beyond the line. I ended up in India <laughs> because I had a condition called an anal fistula, which is kind of embarrassing to say this on a podcast, but I couldn't, um, I couldn't heal myself. I couldn't figure out how to heal myself. I, um, and nobody in the United States could figure out how to heal me. And I spent four months in India and they set a sacred space. I found somebody, an Ayurvedic doctor who set a sacred space for me to heal. And everybody around me allowed me to heal and mm. they validated me and they, um, they, you know, just slow, slow, slow everything down in yeah. America. Everything's a quick fix. And in, in, in India is everything is about taking it slow. So, mm. Now the whole world knows about <laughs> my thing. I'm trying not to live in shame and uh, trying to own, you know, this is not perfect. You know, I've oh, had my you. baggage. I've had things that haven't gone right for me, but I continue to try to go in the right direction and heal. And it, right. And I would say that, you know, a limiting belief that we hold in our culture as women um, has been that we have to appear that we have it all together. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah. Yes. And yes. so when I hear you tell that story, you're saying, no, I'm a woman who followed the next thing that wanted to heal inside of me. And that was my path. You know, it's, it's, um, like breaking the norm every time we tell a story, we're creating a new norm of it's safe to be who we are. It's safe to be, you know, success and failure, partial yes. mess and success and person put together. You know, I just rewrote the bio for my website and I said, I'm a paradox. I'm all these things. Yep. <laughs> like I'm a healer yep. and I'm still getting myself together, you know, that's, but that's, yeah. I think I said to you before we started recording, I really see that as a new feminine leadership or one very strong aspect of a new feminine leadership that we're um, embodying and anchoring onto the planet is to say enough with that limiting belief that we have to be perfect or we have to have it all together before we step out in the current truth of who we are. 
I love that, Sarah, because <laughs> I I struggle with that. I own that every day. I I had mentioned um, I have a Facebook page. I mentioned that I'm jumping off a cliff without a parachute. Yeah. You know, there are days that I have hard times and struggles, but I still keep showing up and showing up for myself, showing up for my family, showing up for my clients, um, showing up for the universe, <laughs> whatever. And sh- exactly. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for showing up honestly, because it's just so important. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And can <laughs> I just, I, I want to, can I say something to of the course. audience? Of course. So I want to share why I, why I actually reached out to you, Sarah, because I was, I listened to your, one of your YouTube videos about trauma mm. and I'm just beginning to understand what trauma is, mm-hmm. the, the definition of trauma. Uh, and it's not what people think. Uh, it can be, but it also is something we experience possibly every day, micro traumas, and they land in our bodies and they stay there until somebody has the courage to try to figure out how to release those traumas. And there's no shame. And when I heard you talking, I was like, oh my God, she's speaking my language. She's aligning with me. I, and I just, I, I loved it. And so, uh, because I believe that I believe that if we, uh, don't live in shame you know, shame is a, is something that is holding everybody down and we find ways to release some of these traumas that we struggle with every day and feeling not enough along with the limiting beliefs, you know, there could be such light on this planet and light Mm -hmm. for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. You just touched on something or, or my mind connected this into what you just said that we can be living. We are, we are living with traumas in our bodies that our bodies hold, but our mind might not have a memory of, or might not know where it came from. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I had, body memory that I could not explain that affected how brave I felt in the world or or lack thereof, um, how connected I felt in relationship or lack thereof, how powerful I felt or lack thereof, you know? And um, all of those were very, very real, but in the world that values cognition as it, as it widely does, we think that we need to know what happened in order to honor the body memory. Um, right. And we just don't, you know, and then one more thing, and I want to hear everything you have to say about this. And then we begin these limiting beliefs or we just carry them. I feel like I've carried them my whole life. These limiting beliefs that were attached to what my body knew, like the, the trauma memory kept me limited but yes. for a long time, I, it was a limiting belief about myself that was the manifestation of the trauma memory. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Okay. That is my truth, Sarah. My truth. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to share um, anything about your journey recognizing your own limiting beliefs? Sure, definitely. So, uh, in my upbringing, you know, I did have traumas from a very young age—body traumas that—that uh, that just said you. Were, the trauma happened, and then I got the message, "You're not enough." Um, and then my the, the my community around me said, "You're not enough," and those traumas physical traumas just got uh, buried deep inside of my soul. And I knew that I wanted to be um, empowered. I didn't know that word back then. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a feminist. 
Um, I grew up in Indiana in a very conservative, conservative area. I wanted to, I wanted to be progressive. Um, and I, uh, but these, these traumas, uh, and they were happening all around me. What, it, there was one main trauma when I was little, but then there were all these other traumas and, uh, criticisms that I wasn't good enough. And, uh, so every day what I did was I, uh, I pushed, it it was literally a conversation in my head. Okay. Are we going to push forward or are we going to be stuck? And I literally had to have this conversation in the morning before I went out into the world. And eventually, um, I came up with this strategy. Uh, I created these things called vision booklets, which, you know, vision board, this was 1983. Okay. There was no vision boards. There was nothing (laughs) empowering. There was nothing that I would create these vision booklets. And what I would do is I would cut out pictures of these, these very strong women. And then I would write quotes uh, above the picture. And then I would brainstorm and I would come up with uh, like little poems or anything to take to bring myself out of my head uh, Mm. to, again, I didn't know back then that I was uh, trying to be mindful or trying to center my body. I wasn't a healer. I didn't even know what that meant. I never had a massage. I never, you know, I was not in this world that I am in today. Um, but I knew I needed to go from point A to point B. And this seemed to be a way of, uh, through my creativity to get myself out of my head. Um, and so I would make these booklets and eventually I, I landed in New York. I was 17. Um, and I, I had to, it was not an easy ride, but I felt like once I landed in New York, I could breathe. Um, I have a very interesting story with that. I'm not even going to go into that, but that's not the point. The point is, is that uh, the traumas in my body, even when I got to New York, were still, those woundings were still like uh, whispering in my ear okay, you can do well. So I did well. I went to college. I eventually, I had a learning disability, but I eventually went to college. I uh, got a degree, but, and I did well, but the little voice in my head is you're not enough. You're not enough. So I would get it. Still not there, no matter what. Yeah. Still not there. And I would, um, I would quit jobs. Like I would get these amazing jobs. Mm. Uh, I would interview well, and then I would, Fine. I would, I would self sabotage myself. Mm. Um, I did this for a long time. I still think I do it. You know, I'm still trying not to do that. And so, hey there. I'm interrupting quickly to share a little story about a piece of evolution in this podcast. This is still new. A few months in. And a few weeks ago, I was sent a recommendation for another new podcast. I looked and I was interested and the creator, who I'll note was a male, was asking for Patreon donations to support his podcast. And he was receiving them and his podcast was brand new. And I thought, oh, wow, look how that man is just asking and receiving. And I kind of had a little laugh to myself because I have been looking for some sponsors for this podcast and I've been going to bigger organizations that have been run by women or product lines and things like that, but I'm just not quite, I guess, uh, big enough in the podcast world for that to happen yet. Because mathematically, I invest about three to five hours of my time per episode, and this is not hours that I get paid. I am beyond happy to offer this podcast for no fee. Let me be clear about that. It brings unbelievable value to listeners. I know this. Our guests are absolutely magical. I'm also a woman who openly advocates for the energy exchange of women to be a priority. 
So I've created a Patreon page for this podcast. It's at patreon-sarahpoet. And I'll also put that in the show notes. Here's the thing and the education I really want to give today. When you give five or $10 in a monthly donation, you're not committing to pay my hourly wage. And I'm not asking you to, what you're doing is committing a monthly donation that says, I believe in this conversation. I believe in the power of women sharing stories. I believe in supporting the energy exchange of women for our work and our contributions to the planet. It's $5 that says, I'm a part of this. If you're willing to support in this way with any dollar amount at all, your energetic patronage supports the movement. And I thank you. Why self-sabotage? Because those woundings and traumas had a memory in my body and they were, what they were doing to me is they were disassociating me. So, and they were, they were telling me I wasn't enough. So I was, um, (laughs) I was in the world, but I was numbing myself for on different way, different ways and different situations because the trauma wasn't being released. Right. And you're wondering what is wrong with me that I feel this way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me many years. I'm 54 and I'm still, still, those traumas are still deep down in my soul. And, uh, but at least I'm starting to recognize my, my traumas, my limiting beliefs, uh, and I'm trying to own my power. And I know it sounds cliche, you know, cause that's what everybody says, own your power or be your, you know, find your zone of genius or be your own superhero or, but that's what I try to do visually and mentally, physically. I try to do that every day and it's a process. And what can I reflect something that I hear an undertone of, of what you're saying? Yes. Thank you. So when often when we hear that, like find your power or be your own genius, it's, it has this energy of like overcome what you have been doing and just be awesome. Right. And so we have this, like this overcoming mentality. I've been talking about that recently because I think it's also important that we name that we're not doing that. So this concept of wounded healer, which might sound at first like um, something to be judged or like you shouldn't be a healer if you're wounded, but actually (laughs) the, the thing that we spend our whole life learning and often through trauma and through trial is the thing that we are bringing forward into the world. Like that is our gift because not because we've perfected not doing it or perfected and overcame all of the adversity, but because we've looked at it so damn closely over time. Like I talk to women about embodying our truth so that we can live in our truth and our voice. Well, that's been my biggest challenge. (laughs) I have a lot of up close and personal experience with that and moving through the trauma and oh my gosh like my voice used to shake I used to think that I was going to die when I had to do public speaking this year I was on a TEDx stage you know it's like you just keep going but I didn't go from like thinking I was going to die to the TEDx stage I still right was super nervous but you know like you just keep going and keep like uncovering aware that you have this but this is the last thing I'll say about that. Like when I tried to just overcome it, that is a feat of the nervous system that is re-traumatizing. And so if we're doing that, like we see our limitations as women, but then we just try to overcome with a feat of strength, we are actually depleting ourselves more. So we have to go into the place that is wounded and care for that place. Yes. 
Oh my God. I'm you, Again, you're speaking my truth. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so many shared stories, right? <laughs> it's so many shared stories. And I just, I just said the other day, I just wrote, uh, just, just be gentle with yourself. Just be gentle with yourself and hold space. That's it. Don't feel like you got to do everything. And, and, uh, uh, you know, the pressure, especially 2020 is the year. Oh my God. If I see Mm. that one more time, I'm like, ah, you know, just for today, you know, we, we have to find ways to be gentle with ourselves and do that gentleness. I mean, like a baby, like we have to hold ourselves like we're holding a baby or we are the baby, you know, of course, when you hold a baby, all you want to do is protect that baby (laughs) and you want to keep that baby safe and you want to love that baby. and. Uh, why can't we do that for ourselves? Right. I've recently started to <laughs> look at um, every behavior or every action or every you know decision to how on as to how to interact with people, and, and I'm like, well, if it's not love, then I'm off. Then I'm just off base. You know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's like right. Um, and that's that's really the only resonance that really wants to come through and everything else. I think there's some sort of limitation or limiting belief or something we're defending still at play. If what we're doing is not just love. So I also know and trust that, you know, when you say I'm a woman who's still a work in progress and I help people, there's also a lot of love in that offering because, you know, what those women are going through because we share stories. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. So I, 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 you know, it's, I'm, I don't know. It's not a double-edged sword, but it's also, so sometimes I feel I, I, I'm having a difficult time because I, you know, I judge myself as being, I have to, I'm a coach and I'm a healer. And so they're coming to me because they think maybe I got it all together mm-hmm. and uh, I'm still working at it. And I'm humbled yeah. by whatever they share with me. And, and so what I offer up uh, to everybody, not just to the people that come to me, but as a, to your listeners, to everybody is that, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be in that space of, of championing people or validating them, however that is. Yeah. Because you've been there. Right. Right. And that's the one hand, it's like a sphere circling there, but I'm also trying to set healthy boundaries because that's one little piece I didn't share with this whole story is there were no boundaries in my life. None. Do <laughs> you mean your younger life, like with your parents? Right. With my parents, with even after I got married and, you know, we, who, who was raised with that? Who was raised with setting healthy boundaries? Right. I didn't even know that no. word exist, existed. <laughs> like what yeah. the heck is that? You know? And yeah. So, like, Oh, you mean parents are not responsible for your emotional processing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's a lot women today it's a you know we're we're trying to figure this out they're all, it's all new um you know the language is new um and everything is new but just know that it's a I keep saying it I'm sorry to repeat myself it is a work in progress and there's no end game you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like the next, you know, you heal the next layer, you heal the next layer and and it's never done. (laughs) Never done. I wish it was. 
it's never done. And, um, but it's okay. It's, there's so much joy in this process. Um, and, uh, you, when, I, for me, what's happening is, is that when I acknowledge the joy, when I acknowledge the light that I'm shining for myself and for others, uh, and when I stand in my truth, okay, that's another cliche, whatever. Uh, but when I do this work and I'm really present, then I open space, not just for myself, but for other people. Right. And, then they, and they feel held. I yeah. want to hold people. I wasn't held. Yeah. You know, I wasn't right. held. And so I know what that feels like. And I want to, you know, I want to hold space for other people. Beautiful. So that's, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> yeah, we can hear your heart like shining through. So I wanted to just ask um, a couple more questions around sure. limiting beliefs. And I know that you were telling me before we began recording that when you embrace the life coaching path, you actually really resonated with a program that was about limiting beliefs. And then you did certification in that process, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so that speaks to me deeply because I'm, I'm just like, well, that was your jam. <laughs> so I would, <laughs> I would love to hear you just speak about what you were learning about limiting beliefs, why you went with that coaching program. Um, and how you help women with that today. Sure, sure. So uh, I took a regular coaching program, uh, uh, regular ICF uh, coaching program. And because I'm a healer, it was wonderful because it got me into the coaching sphere to understand to understand the language um, and how to support people in the process. But I'm a body-based person. And so I fell on this program called Clearing Your Limiting Beliefs, which is also actually associated with the ICF. And um, I took a class. My teacher was is, is Lion Goodman um, out of California. It was a, um, it was a class online. And it was such a beautiful experience for me because it was a language that I had never heard before. Um, so I, I never thought all this stuff that I was dealing with, the traumas and the, uh, the woundings and the this and the that, I never thought it had to be grounded or it was grounded in limiting beliefs. So first you know, Lion taught us what is a limiting belief. Um, and the truth is, is, you know, we're surrounded with limiting beliefs. Uh, you know, from the second we come into this world, uh, you know, your, your parents, uh, your neighborhood, uh, your schools, everything, um, the government, everything, you name it, has, has preset beliefs that yeah. from day one are yeah. downloaded like yeah. you're a computer you're downloaded with these beliefs and so you just go through the world with these beliefs and sometimes if you're like me you're like I don't believe this stuff but I'm being told it's what I should do uh especially around the religious thing um yeah. I grew up having very specific religious beliefs. Um, and I was told that I had to follow those beliefs. And I did. And I thought that that was going to give me a certain direction in my life. Um, in any case, so, you know, I learned uh, what a limiting belief is. And it's, it's crazy how much it's been indoctrinated in me and in the world. Uh, and so... One of the things, one of the uh, one of the things that he taught me was to um, what or what resonated with me is a uh, uh, program called um, Body Wisdom, 
And um, there are two programs that I really resonate with, Body Wisdom and Belief Closet. So I will quickly tell you about the two. So uh, Body Wisdom is literally just a guided imagery. Um, and, uh, and I could actually, if, if your listeners want to do this, I could, I could quickly do it as I speak. And oh, I love that. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, you could close your eyes and, um, we talk about having traumas landing in our body. So if you close your eyes and you feel into your body, um, is there a place that either feels really settled or activated? Um, usually it's more of the activation and that place, it could be anywhere in your body. So for me right now, it is my stomach. I feel a tightness in my stomach. And for you listeners, it could be anything. And just see if there's a color to that. Does it have a color? And it actually doesn't even have to be in your body. It could be outside of your body. There's no right or wrong way. Yeah, like go with the first thing. I just want to say, go with the first thing that comes out. Like, don't think, don't overthink it. Just like, oh, it's blue. Okay, great. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And um, and if and then does it have any weight to it? You know, like is it weight? Is it solid Uh, or is it light? Um, does it have a texture? Does it even have a sound? Does it have a voice? It might even be saying a message. Uh, but if it doesn't, that's okay too. It's just whatever comes to you. And this thing that's in your body, um, you know, does it have a shape? Do you feel like you want to let it go or bring it into your person? Um, and how does it make you feel? Whatever this thing is, is in your body and wherever it's located, how does it make you feel? Do you want to get rid of it? Do you want to hold it? Do you want to give it space? There's no right way of doing this. And you could feel other things in your body, areas that are more settled and grounded, you know, that might help with whatever the solid weighted hardness place in and the settled place, that's, that's your wisdom. That's your voice. That's your strength and your power. Um, and we could hold space for both of them. Uh, you know, if your body wants to hold on to both, that is totally fine. Uh, there's, this is just a way to sort of recognize how much our bodies hold on. Sharon, may to, I share? Oh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Our no, bodies hold on I'm to, done. I'm okay. done. You could, you could tell me. I mean, I could go on, but yeah. Tell I know we could just like leave that. It's so yummy. We could leave. Um, <laughs> I apologize. I thought you were finished. I misunderstood your pause. I was going to ask if I could share what arose as I was participating. 
I love to hear what you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I want to say this, you know, for listeners too. So this is an example of what the noticing sound could sound like. So, um, I was pleasantly surprised to find that the first thing I noticed was actually a groundedness in my heart. And I've had uh, a couple of days, I'm always on a soul journey. And so I had a couple of days of a very significant release. And so I noticed the grounded feeling in my heart first, which was very pleasant, I judged. And then when you said, is there a place that's you know less pleasant or um, a solid place in my body, I noticed that on my back, like left scapula and even the neck a little bit and toward the back of the spine and the heart. And um, it felt like sheet metal, mm. like little squares of sheet metal. And as I sat with that, being familiar with this kind of work, I incorporate some of this as well um, in the work that I do. And so being familiar with it, I know that when I find that, oh, sheet metal, you know, I bring a curiosity and I bring my breath. And I'm sitting with it and just breathing, sheet metal, sheet metal. And then one question that I ask myself is um, what wants to happen next? You know, so after we've been with it and you said something similar, I can't remember the exact thing right now because I was, I was in it. Um, But what wanted to happen were those little squares of sheet metal wanted to release out the back of my heart and spine so there was some healing that was evidenced by your encouragement to to find the thing with the texture find the thing with the color breathe with it and then um there's a a natural or spontaneous healing it doesn't always mean that it's going to leave the body but today um i experienced some of that so thank you so much Oh, my pleasure, Sarah. This is, I love this type of work. And, and um, I, you know, when I, I first heard it, I was like, oh, it was made for me. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so he taught us a lot of type of guided imagery. And that's sort of, for me, the way that I could get I could release some of the, some of the stuff that I hold on to. Um, it just, it resonates with me. Um, and whereas other things haven't, you know, didn't resonate with me as much, you know, and, uh, and one of the things that I love about this type of work is that I love meditation and I'm, I, 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 I love meditation, but, but what happens sometimes, and I can only speak for me, I'm not judging or anything, is when I go in way too deep, then I'm not present in my body. And I've been disassociating my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I do this guided imagery, I still feel my feet on the ground. Right. I still feel my body in space and time and I want to be present, but I want to do it in a way that is very gentle and releasing and works with the subconscious. Um, And like I said, you know, meditation, I do meditate, but I, I, I truly try to stay present in my body. Uh, And to share with your listeners, I, the reason why, and I've done trauma work. I've on me. I've gone to somebody who who does somatic experiencing, and that is very big in somatic experiencing is to be present in your body mm-hmm. at all times. Um, and you know, for my own healing, I've had to learn that um, because prior to that, I would go to all sorts of meditation classes and go really deep and have all these beautiful visuals. And then it was so great for, for a while, uh, like an hour after I was done. And then, but my bot, where was my body, you know, and, and did I address the trauma? 
and the wounding. And so that's what, why I love this work. Um, and why I, I do both, you know, I, 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 I want to be a coach. I am a coach, but I also want to be able to be a healer. And so I've tried to do these multi faceted things that are sort of all interconnected uh, with each other. Oh, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Please tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to book with you or experience this themselves. Sure. So um, my website is uh, www.selfhealinglab.com. I'm on Facebook. You can check me out as, you know, Sharon Oaken on my Facebook page. I also have a Facebook group called Self Healing Lab. Um, I have a, a business page on Facebook called uh, Self Healing Coaching Lab. Uh, so there are multiple places. And on my website is, uh, is my phone number if you want to talk to me. I'm kind of old school, so uh, that's I do that. But I but I I work with people all over, um, either on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime. Uh, so I've connected to people internationally. So and that's it. So Wonderful, thank you, Sarah, so much. <laughs> thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and your wisdom and how you put together all of your modalities into your present day offering. Just thank you for walking your path and for sharing it with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much to today's guest, Sharon Oaken, for sharing her story. Thank you all for listening. I invite everyone to head on over to the Facebook page, the Sacred Remembering Facebook page, and post your reactions to this podcast, ask a question, share a story, what arose for you as you were listening, your thoughts, your conversations, your heart is welcome there. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected and here's to your path of sacred remembering.